Hey, everybody. I'm Grace Lynch, a producer at Wonder Media Network and one of the many people who gets to work on Encyclopedia Womanica. My absolute favorite feeling whenever I'm working on an episode of Womanica is when I find the perfect piece of music that will underscore a series of events or transport the listener or communicate the emotional weight of the situation. It can be really hard to find these tracks, and all of us spend hours pouring through music libraries to find them. The song that you're listening to right now is one of my all-time favorites, which I found one day toiling deep down a music rabbit hole. I sat on it for months, waiting to finally find the right episode, and it was actually Jenny, who had heard me use it inappropriately too many times before, who finally picked the right spot. It ended up working perfectly for Mary the Jewess, one of our many beautiful minds we featured in December. If you enjoy what we do and want to keep hearing more incredible stories of women throughout history who deserve to be remembered, I hope you would consider joining our membership program. By going to glow.fm slash womanica, you can help support the team behind the show and make sure that these stories keep being told. That's glow.fm slash womanica. Thanks again. Hey listeners, I'm Luisa, and I'm one of the scriptwriters for Encyclopedia Womanica. When isolation began, I started cooking a whole lot more, and with that, I really grew a newfound appreciation for the few but extremely influential women in the cooking industry. One of these women was a culinary pioneer who not only broke gender barriers, but racial ones. She was featured in November for a tastemaker's theme, and her name is Edna Lewis. Edna's story reminds us how impactful food can be, that it can tie us to places, to memories, our childhood. And in times like these, when things are especially uncertain, Edna reminds us that we can always turn to food to ground and nurture both our bodies and our minds. Now, here's Jenny Kaplan with the story of Edna Lewis. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today's tastemaker was a renowned American chef, author, and pioneer of Southern and African-American cooking. She inspired a generation of chefs, introduced American home cooks to Southern favorites through her legendary cookbooks, and played a pivotal role in the preservation of traditional Southern foods. Let's talk about Edna Lewis. Edna was born in 1916 in Freetown, Virginia. She was the granddaughter of a freed slave who helped to start the community of freed slaves and their descendants. Edna grew up on a farm bequeathed to her grandfather for his work. Edna and her seven siblings were deeply involved with the production of food in all its forms for their family. They farmed and harvested, hunted and foraged, and cooked without any modern kitchen appliances. Everything in the house was made over a wood fire. That's where Edna first honed the skills that would make her famous. No one taught me to cook. I just saw it at Aunt Jenny's up the path and in my mother's kitchen. Mama Daisy, I called her. In summer, she made perfect sweet potato pies in an old wood stove in our outdoor kitchen. After the death of her father in 1928, 16-year-old Edna joined the Great Migration and moved north to Washington, D.C., where she worked on Franklin Roosevelt's second presidential campaign. She married a man who, like herself, was a communist. 
In her early 30s, Edna moved to New York City. A friend got her a job ironing clothes at a Brooklyn laundry, but Edna only lasted three hours. She apparently didn't know how to iron. Luckily, Edna did know how to sew. She was soon a much sought-after seamstress. She became well-known for creating copies of Christian Dior dresses for celebrities like Marilyn Monroe, and for her own designs, which were generally African-inspired, highly colorful pieces. Edna also started throwing regular dinner parties for her friends and acquaintances. They were a huge hit because of Edna's incredible Southern cooking. Though never formally trained, Edna's early experiences growing and cooking food on the family farm and her natural talent in the kitchen served her well. One of her good friends and a regular attendee at these parties was an antiques dealer named John Nicholson. John was so enchanted by Edna's cooking that he asked her to go into business with him. In 1948, Cafe Nicholson opened on East 58th Street in Manhattan with Edna Lewis as head chef. Cafe Nicholson was an instant success and was heavily frequented by New York artists and celebrities. Among the many notables known to frequent the cafe were Eleanor Roosevelt, William Faulkner, Greta Garbo, Salvador Dali, Marlon Brando, Marlene Dietrich, Howard Hughes, Tennessee Williams, and Truman Capote. Clearly, it was quite a scene. The menu at Cafe Nicholson was fairly simple, featuring Southern classics done exceedingly well and a famous chocolate souffle. At the time, there were very few female chefs in New York City and even fewer black female chefs. Somehow, Edna pushed through all the cultural and societal barriers to become a beloved and very successful member of the largely white, largely male culinary world. After five years at Cafe Nicholson, Edna moved to New Jersey to become a pheasant farmer. That fell through when all of her pheasants died one night from an unknown illness. Edna continued cooking professionally and started catering and teaching cooking classes. In the late 1960s, Edna broke her leg and was forced to take a break from the kitchen. She was then approached with an exciting new opportunity. Judith Jones, the cookbook editor who famously edited Julia Child's cookbooks, convinced Edna to put her recipes down on paper. In 1972, the Edna Lewis cookbook was published. Four years later, in 1976, Edna published a follow-up cookbook called The Taste of Country Cooking to great acclaim. Unlike her first cookbook, The Taste of Country Cooking contained more than just recipes. It also had information and stories about Southern food and African-American culinary traditions, capturing the spirit of Edna's cooking and her love for her roots. In the late 1980s, Edna founded the Society for the Revival and Preservation of Southern Food. She championed the use of fresh, seasonal ingredients and the continued use of lard in Southern cooking. She goes into great depth on the topic of lard in her 1988 book, In Pursuit of Flavor. In the 1990s, Edna met Chef Scott Peacock at the Virginia Governor's Mansion, and the two began working together. Though from very different backgrounds, Peacock was a young, white, gay man. The two formed a deep friendship and became known as the odd couple of Southern cooking. In 2003, the two collaborated on a new book called The Gift of Southern Cooking. 
Edna died on February 13, 2006. She was 89 years old. Scott Peacock served as her caretaker until the end. Tune in tomorrow for the story of another tastemaker. We'll be talking about a woman who opened speakeasies and crossed paths with European royals, American industrialists, and world-renowned mobsters. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you soon. Before you go, I have a quick request. We're eager to know more about our audience, so we created a short listener survey to help us learn more about you. Visit wondermedianetwork.com survey to share your thoughts and be entered to win some Wonder Media Network swag. That's wondermedianetwork.com survey. I'll also post the link in the episode notes.